Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing through the book of Acts, and we're in the 10th chapter. And I'm sort of taking my time with this particular episode, this particular account, because I want us to see something. I want us to see how the Lord orchestrates things. I want us to see how the Lord will bring things together and how he will direct one person and direct another person and direct another person and direct another person to his purposes. And I am convinced that he does the same today. Okay, He hasn't changed. He doesn't do things differently. So what we've seen so far in this 10th chapter is uh, Cornelius. We see that Cornelius is a centurion. He's in the Italian cohort. He's a man of power and authority there. He's a devout man. Okay, And he feared God. And he feared the God of the Jews. He gave alms to the Jewish people. And he prayed to God continually, though he himself was not a Jew. He was a Gentile, but he knew that the Jews' God was the true most high God, and he feared God. And one day, he, uh, an angel appeared to him in the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon, and called out and said, hey, Cornelius. And Cornelius fixed his gaze on him. There's that fixing the gaze thing that we've seen before. So he could see this angel. And Cornelius is described as being very alarmed, <laughs> to, to which I always say, what? Well, you reckon? Yeah. And he says, Cornelius said, what is it, Lord? And then the angel told him, said that, hey, your, your prayers, your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. What you said in your prayers and what you did by your deeds has been seen from God. So here's what you're to do, Cornelius. You're to send some men to Joppa and to send for a man named Simon. He's also called Peter. So Simon Peter, he's staying at the house of a guy named Simon, and that Simon is a tanner, and his house is down by the sea. So he gave him some pretty uh, specific general directions here. Well, when the angel was finished speaking, the angel left. So remember, Cornelius did exactly what he said. He got two of his servants and a devout soldier, somebody to guard them, and told them everything. He explained everything to them, then sent them to Joppa. Well, it's the next day. They're on their way, and they're nearly there. And when they're nearly there, they're approaching the city, the Scripture said. Peter was on the housetop, and he was praying. (coughs) Excuse me. He went to pray about the sixth hour, about noon to pray, and he became hungry. So he desired to eat, and they were making preparation for him. So he yells down for a sandwich, right? While they're preparing the food, he falls into a trance. And that's when he sees the sky opening up, and this, this object comes down. It's like a big sheet, and the sheet's being held at the four corners, and it's being lowered to the ground. And in that sheet were all sorts of four-footed animals and crawling creatures, reptiles, uh, creatures of the earth, and birds of the air. And then a voice told Peter, get up, kill, and eat. Well, Peter was put off by this because he said, no, no, Lord, no. So he knew it was somebody of authority, Lord. He says, because I've never eaten anything unclean. I've never eaten anything common that I'm not supposed to eat, uh, eat according to the law. I haven't done that. The voice tells, uh, cries out a second time. It says, hey, what God has cleansed, you're no longer to consider unholy. So what does that mean? Well, Peter was wondering, this happened three times, folks. Three times it happened, which is driving home the point. 
So, verse 17 is where we are for today. Now, while Peter was greatly perplexed in mind, yes, in other words, he could, what does this mean? Greatly perplexed in mind as to what the vision which he had seen might be, behold, the men who had been sent by Cornelius, having asked directions for Simon's house, appeared at the gate. So here's Peter on the roof of the house. We're assuming he's still up for praying when he'd received this trance and waiting for a sandwich. Now he's perplexed. He's confused. He doesn't know what this means. These men arrive, and they'd asked directions for Simon's house. In other words, they'd got to the area. They were by the seaside. There's no Simon the Tanner, but they didn't know exactly where it was, so they'd ask somebody. They sent him there. Verse 18 continues. And calling out, they were asking whether Simon, who is called Peter, was staying there. So they're downstairs, and they're asking the people in the house, hey, is there a guy here named Simon Peter? Is he staying here? Peter's on the roof while, verse 19, while Peter was reflecting on the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. But get up, go downstairs, and accompany them without misgivings, for I have sent them myself. Is this not the coolest thing in the world? Do you see how God works? Do you believe that he will do the same exact thing in and through you and for you today? He will. He will, folks. This, I believe, is a pattern. What we see here in Acts is a pattern for how we should be living the kingdom life. I know a lot of folks, a lot of the academic folks, okay, particularly out of my background, they come along and say, well, the book of Acts is just transitional, transitional. You really can't take much of any, you don't want to take things in the book of Acts and say that this is a pattern for the kingdom living or a pattern for life. It was transitional. And now we have the word of God, so we don't need to live this way. I mean, that's literally what they say and infer, okay? And nothing could be further from the truth. Here, the Lord is speaking to Peter. The Spirit said to him, hey, there's three guys looking for you. Go downstairs, go with them, and don't worry about it without misgivings, for I've sent them. The three guys are standing at the door asking, is this the place? This is how the Lord works, folks. Verse 21, Peter went down to the men and said, Behold, I am the one you're looking for. What is the reason for which you have come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man, well spoken of by the entire nation of the Jews. Is that a little hyperbole right there? Uh, probably not. It's probably the entire nation of the Jews with which he had had contact with. Where he lived, folks. He was divinely directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and hear a message from you. Man, is that not phenomenal? Again, I think the Lord wants to do the same thing for us today. I think the Lord wants to do the same thing through us today. I think the Lord wants to do the same thing to us today. Okay? I believe that he functions in the same way. And if we are open, if we're desirous, that he will orchestrate in the same type of way. What was the whole point of all this? Peter, where he could, they could hear a message from you. What was the message that Peter was to speak? Peter likely knew that it had to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel, good news of the kingdom of God. And so, next verse, 23. <clears throat> so he invited them in and gave them lodging. And on the next day, he got up and went away with them. And some of the brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And so what did he do? He invited them in. Isn't that great? Invited them into the house that wasn't his. <laughs> okay. And you say, it's a different culture. Well, it is. It is a different culture. But also they realize, hey, you know where else you're going to stay? 
And so they come in, they spend the night because it's apparently a day's journey to where they're going. And the next day they get up and they go from there. But not only does Peter go, but some of the brethren from Joppa accompanied him. You see the body of Christ encouraging one another, exhorting one another, working together with one another. We need one another in the various ways that the Holy Spirit moves in and through each and every true believer. What was the purpose for the brethren here? Well, it says they accompany him, go alongside him, to be with him. Later on, it's going to be very useful because we're going to find out that there are going to be witnesses to what occurs next. And this is profound stuff that's going to occur next in the midst of all this. But do we look, do we seize the moment to accompany one another? Do we seize the moments where the Lord is moving in this type of way and when he's orchestrating things? Uh, we're going through a season right now that, just personally, where we're seeing all sorts of varied, interesting things. I had one yesterday, and I, I still don't know what the whole point of this is. But three or four things happen within an hour's time, and I, I'm just laying it before the Lord saying, Lord, it looks like it's this kind of thing. It looks like you're orchestrating. It looks like you're playing a tune here, God. What is it? And he will reveal it in his time. Sometimes it's uh, confirmation. Sometimes it's affirmation. Sometimes it's direction. You just never know. But who do we trust in, ourselves or in God? Peter got up and went. We keep saying that phrase, don't we? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you on the next episode, okay?